When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Hello, Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams and Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman. This is Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. Hit us up anytime you want, triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. So, Jay Will, in the words of the great movie from Philadelphia, talk to me like I'm a six-year-old, I'm paraphrasing. Hmm. Kevin Durant wanted Steve Nash as his head coach. He didn't mind Sean Marks, the general manager. Wanted to play with Kyrie Irving. Had James Harden come to them, James Harden wound up leaving. Not even, what, a year after that, not even? He doesn't want to stay in Brooklyn. He wants to be traded. But if he wants to stay, he told Joe Sy, the owner, the governor of Brooklyn SJ Will, that it's me, but those two guys, Sean Marks and Steve Nash, have to go. Please explain Bravo. this to me like I'm a six-year-old. Bravo. What a great negotiation tactic. Let me, <laughs> let, me ask, let me ask for the one thing I know ain't no way in the world – you are willing to do to force your hand to move me. But like, I, like I, we were just talking about, Freddie, like, you know, I, I love chess, right? So a lot of times people make power moves. And one of the early power moves they make in chess is they bring their queen out to the middle of the board. Like I'm supposed to react to your queen being out in the middle of the board. Like, oh, what are you going to do? Just because you react that way doesn't make me have to react that way. Yes. So cool heads always prevail in these type of situations, and I, I get what the ask is for Kevin Durant, and I think there might be some middle ground there if Josai wants to negotiate. I think that middle ground, frankly, could be Steve Nash. If there is a better replacement for Steve Nash, I would not include Sean Marks in that. That would be my only slight wiggle room if I were Josai. With the exception of that, hey, man, I'm going to call your bluff. You want to play chicken? Let's play chicken because at the end of the day, I do believe that you love the game of basketball and you are 33 years old. And are you, are you willing to put your money where your mouth is? So are you not going to play? Are you going to forgo getting paid to play basketball? Are you willing to go through what that is? And let's find out. And if I were Josiah, I would bet on that because I'm not going to move you for less than what I deem you to be worth. And right now, to me, you're worth being the best player in basketball. And that, that should return me a lot more. Or uh, I even feel like I'm losing if I get something comparable to what Rudy Gobert got. I feel like I'm losing. This is how I feel about it. It's where I am, Freddie. Key, your thoughts? Because you've been steadfast that this can't happen in terms of staying together. You've been steadfast saying they have to move on from Kevin Durant. Yeah, they have to things. trade him because that distraction is not worth it for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, one or, one or two things, right? You either gonna hold on to Kevin Durant and get rid of those two, or hold on to those two and get rid of Kevin Durant. That's just it's, there's no other way about it. You can't 
oh, I'm going to get rid of Steve Nash and I'm going to keep Sean Marks and we'll figure out how to meet in the middle ground. I understand where Jay is coming from and putting his foot down and all of those things. I get that. And if I'm the, and if I am the owner or the decision maker for the Brooklyn Nets, then I have to think about my fan base and my organization moving forward. I can't have a player in the building that does not want to be there. Oh, well, that could change. No, it can't because he's emotionally checked out. He's already told you on multiple occasions he didn't want to be there. He asked for a trade before, okay, just with the front office. Now he's gone to the owner. What's left next? He's going to go do what? He's already – he done hit both spots that he need to hit. He already told Sean Marks, now he's told the owner, I want out. And on top of that, if you don't move me, you got to fire them two for me to even come back. So that tells me, as an outsider, that he doesn't like either one of them. Oh, well, he signed off on Steve Nash. That's not fair. Oh, he can't have it his way. You're going to sit uh, – you love basketball. Okay, that's fine. I get it. Everybody thinks that Kevin Durant loves basketball because that's all he's ever done. That's cool. Yes, he wants to make his money. But you don't want a guy in the building half-assing, walking around, not into it, because he's going to get his money if he's in the building. But you don't want that. Why would you want that culture? Why would you want to set that precedent? So you decide if it's about having your team be a certain way and your fan base being happy, or is it about making Kevin Durant Life miserable. Which one is it? Okay, I'll throw this at you guys. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and 6X and Channel 80. As great as he is, and we know, and Jay's made the case, he's the best basketball player in the NBA, many best basketball player in the world. Some people that live in Milwaukee may disagree. Fine, no problem. It gets to a point right now, Jay Will, that despite his talent, is he really worth the trouble right now if you are the Brooklyn Nets? And I wonder how much of their weighing that question regarding Kevin Durant trade demands, wanting this, wanting that. Is we is he with his talent really worth the trouble right now? So, uh, okay, that's a great question. So I would ask you both, what would you be willing to settle for for Kevin Durant? What's the best trade package if you're saying that you have to move him, mm-hmm. if he's not worth the headache, right. you tell me the trade package that you're willing to accept to move him. It has to be at least one superstar. A, Go ahead. Super, I'll wait. A superstar, superstar underneath. Okay. So who is that? Is that Jalen Brown? Is uh, uh, Jalen Brown? For okay. you're not getting Jason Tatum from Boston. So it, it has to be a Jalen Brown, maybe even a Murray, and two or three number one, uh, three number one draft picks because that would be the asking price around the Brooklyn Nets because you're not getting anything you mean, else. You mean Jalen Brown? Uh, you're talking about? Okay. Dejounte Murray and three number one picks. Oh, Dejounte Murray? Yeah. From Atlanta. I'm sorry, not Dejounte. Who's the one? Derek, they, Derek the, White. Derek White. Thank you, Derek White. I'm the not, one they got. I'm not taking Jalen Brown, Derek White, and you three may, first but, round picks. But here's the deal, Jay. Well, you may not have any choice because the market has been saturated. But I do have a choice. I can sit. Well, no, I'm, not, I'm talking. About, I'm not talking about that. Yeah, if I have my, if I have my druthers, That's, I'm not trading him either because we <laughs> talked about this when he came back up. Kobe Bryant made a demand that he went out of L. A. And he wanted to go to Chicago. And L.A. said, look, we're not training you. And what happened? Kobe Bryant wound up paying. But for, yeah, that, that's exactly my point, though, Freddie. But, so but see, y'all, the, y'all get the, caught up on that Kobe but it's Bryant. Not, it's, that but, but I'm not even going to Kobe Bryant. But that's my thing. For anybody that tells me, oh, yeah, I, I, I got to move him, tell me what you're willing to move him for. Like, I, for me, frankly, three number ones or two number ones and Derek White and Jalen Brown, like, that ain't going to do it for me. 
That's not going to do it. That, I'm, that's, I'm not, that's not the move, value of Kevin Durant. I'm willing to move Kevin Durant, and I'm willing to move him for what it is that I can get. Whatever and, it is. And at some point, I'm only going to be able to get so much. So I got to be able to move him to maximize whatever it is that I can get. I can wait till September to do it. I don't have to do it today. Well, but, I can wait longer than that. I mean, if, I, if you're yeah, talking about forcing at some point, you got at some point you got to move him. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. Got You can't keep playing the. Well, I want to do. I want all this, and you can't keep doing that. That's if because that's it's not there. That's if Kevin Durant turns into the player that fakes an injury and decides not to play. Because I've always I've always seen Kevin Durant love the game of basketball. Yeah, but like, you've never seen Kevin Durant in this situation either. That's for, oh, I have. That's fair. I, I kind of yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I kind of saw him with that in OKC. Got what he wanted. Like no, I, no, I, no, no, no. I'm talking about in, in OKC. He was a free agent, so he left. I'm talking about you never seen him in this position where he get, he's given this ultimatum to a team on firing. Two two guys in their front office, a head coach and a general manager. You've never seen Kevin Durant do this before. That's why I'm saying, Okie, I'm willing to play the game of chicken, and okay. I'm willing to wait. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I, I can tell you, if we get midseason, and that game of chicken is going wrong on my part, I can guarantee you there'll be some teams who might be in better need and might be willing to give up more than what the offer sheet is right now. So I'm, I'm not just I'm not pressed to move him now because that's what KD wants. It's going to be on my time frame. When I choose, I get the right return. That may be in a year. I don't know. Maybe in two years. I don't know. Well, if, that's what, if that's what you feel, you want to sit around and you want to wait a year or two and have a dysfunctional situation because you wouldn't meet certain demands, and that's, that's what you got to make a determination on as an owner. And that becomes yeah. a bad owner now because you're doing something spiteful. Can you imagine what this conversation would sound like if the Minnesota Timberwolves and Utah Jazz never engaged in that trade Rudy Gobert? It would have been very different. Kevin Durant might not be a Brooklyn Net right now. The minute that trade happened, the Brooklyn Nets were like, well, if Rudy Gobert, that's what he's worth, and Kevin Durant's much better, this is what we're asking no, for. No, you're only worth what I'm going to give you. No, you're only worth what's out there in this that's situation it. when it comes to Kevin Durant. I mean, that's it. That's it. I can't go off what Rudy Gobert and what so I can't go off of that. But that dictated exactly what the Brooklyn Nets. In the minds of people. That's not true, Keisha. In the Brooklyn Nets mind, I know if the ownership group is saying if Rudy Gobert. No, I understand. That's why I said no, that's why I said in the minds of people. I'm including the Brooklyn Nets in this. All right, that's fine. I'm including the Brooklyn Nets in this. That if they're looking at the Rudy Gobert situation and saying, well, they got this, that doesn't mean anything. Because that's a situation between the Utah Jazz. In the Minnesota Timberwolves. Ain't got nothing to do with the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving is sitting around going, this headline has nothing to do with me. I can just go out here and get shots up and just wait until September rolls around where Kevin Durant's going to be my teammate or not. We'll continue to talk about this. What kind of story can develop with Kevin Durant making his demand and Brooklyn Nets saying, we're not going to trade you. We'll continue to talk about that here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max with Keyshawn Johnson and J. Williams and Freddie Coleman. And this is ESPN Radio. Now, time for another Camp Confidential on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the Philadelphia Eagles. A little E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles talk as Tim McManus, ESPN Eagles reporter, joins to talk about the expectations for a team that many people believe could win the NFC East here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Tim McManus joining us here to talk about Jalen Hurts and a lot of attention around him, Tim. 
so far what you've seen in camp, how has he looked about the going to his third year as a starting quarterback of the Eagles? I think the arrow's pointing up on Jalen Hurts. I mean, it hasn't been perfect, but you know, often we've been sort of judging him in a pocket passing setting. In other words, you know, these camp structures are all right, well, here's either 7-on-7 seven seven or 11-v-11, 11 11, and you're just trying to get the, the rhythm passing going. And I'll say that I've seen improvement from Hertz in that respect. I think that the ball generally is coming out quicker and more on time, uh, particularly when he's targeting A.J. Brown. And then on Sunday night when they had the open practice at Lincoln Financial Field, we saw the element uh, of the run game, which kind of served the, as a reminder that, that Hertz you know, can do a whole lot of things on that football field. And, and they were doing some designed runs where he was able to, to break out of the pocket. One play in particular where he's going to the right edge and the veteran Brandon Graham is sitting there waiting for him. Hertz puts on a, a, a juke, a fakes right, goes left, cuts up the field, and, and just has Graham grasping for air. Um, you know, so he's a quarterback that still has a little ways to go in terms of, you know, being a consistent passer. But I would say that that's improving. And, uh, and overall, I've seen a, a better Jalen Hurts as he enters his second full season as a starter. Tim, what are the, what are the, um, the real expectations of Jalen Hurts or the unrealistic expectations of Jalen Hurts, so to speak? Unrealistic. Well, so the, yeah, well, the expectations are, are big in Philly. Um, and that's for sure, and that's and that applies to the quarterback position, as we know, no matter who that quarterback is. And then, you know, the the situation this year is that the off season was a fruitful one for the Eagles. They went out and they got AJ Brown, and and they signed Hassan Reddick, and they got James Bradbury and Kaiser White, and they drafted Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean, and all of a sudden, people in Philly are looking around saying, "All right, well, you know, this this team looks pretty good. You you stack up the the roster on paper, and it's it's about as as." deep as any roster in the nfc um and then all right well it comes down to the quarterback and and can he elevate and and bring this team to to be actual nfc contenders uh top that on the fact that this is not a contract year for jalen hurts but you know he's eligible for one at the end of the season the eagles have two first round picks and what's supposed to be a quarterback rich draft next year and they have to make a decision of Okay, are we going to sign Hurts uh, to big money, or are we going to, uh, you know, pivot and go in a different direction? And so that puts the expectations even that much higher here in Philadelphia for Hurts. But you know, he doesn't seem like a guy who really uh, takes all that in and allows it to weigh on him. And I've I've been around different quarterbacks in this town. Some let it get to him, some don't. Hurts, uh, at least from what I've seen so far, isn't letting that that pressure sort of weigh on him. You know, I have a, a Advil Tylenol size headache just now listening to you <laughs> talk about Jalen Hurts and, and what they expect and this and that, and they got two first round picks and this in the quarterback draft. And I, let me ask you this though, Tim. So he comes in his rookie year. He then shows a couple little flash, like, "Oh, he's very athletic. He do this, he do that." Okay, they move on from Carson Wentz. His second year, he takes him and he plays against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs, gets him in, however, whatever, last seed, first seed, he got him in the playoffs. Something many second-year quarterbacks haven't done in the National Football League. Now I hear you say they got a couple first-round picks and they may be eyeing a quarterback. Why is this – why is it that people out there are acting as though 
Jalen Hurts can't play professional football at a high level at the quarterback spot. Can you explain this to me? Because I am baffled <laughs> by how, how people try and characterize his abilities as a damn quarterback, and he just took a team to the playoffs. All right, well, that's fair. Um, you know, I would say that some of, like, what I'm reacting to is coming from, you know, what I know uh, behind the scenes. And so, like, like the Eagles – um, haven't been showing, I don't feel like, a, a full – I mean, they are now. It's like, all right, Hurts is our guy. He's going to be the starter. We're backing him up. They're saying all the thing, right things publicly. But we also know that they were doing, you know, a good deal of research behind the scenes on the Sean Watson, okay? They are doing a good deal of research on Russell Wilson. And so it's not like they were sitting there saying we absolutely know. It's like they're just not well, – no, no, The actors no, behind I the can't. scenes aren't like they're, they're married to the guy. And then I, and then I would say – No, I was going to say I go ahead, get – I get Deshaun Watson and possible Russell Wilson. I get that. I get those guys. But I'm just talking about these quarterbacks that are in college or some of them that may be coming up or could be trade bait. That's my issue. I'm like, he's better than the dudes in college. Yeah, and I I wouldn't argue that. But what I would say is that, you know, um, he was 26 in, in passing accuracy last year. Okay, this is this is an organization that values uh, the passing game, you know, as much as as anybody, and they were kind of forced to be a, a very run heavy oriented team last year. I don't think that's how they want to operate long term. That being said, like I'm not, I'm not they, arguing they with love, you. They Tim. love the quarterback. <laughs> I'm, I'm not they arguing love, with they you. They love the quarterback. They love the intangibles. Uh, they they know that he's going to work as hard as anybody. They're seeing improvement on the field. And so, but it, it comes down to this year. Like for me, uh, you I know, just, can he, can he show strides as a passer? It dry, I'm sorry, Tim. It just drives me <laughs> crazy. We couldn't tell. Because you, you're, you're, I, and you're getting your information. All you're doing is telling me the information you get. But I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself that, you know, you say, well, they didn't want to do that last year. He's a first-year full-time starting quarterback in the National Football League that played four games as a rookie, then got a new head coach. I I just – my head is going to explode, and it's not because of you. It's just because how people think. That's all. It's just – that's like, what are you looking at? Tim I don't McManus. understand how some of these people keep their damn jobs. <laughs> Tim McManus, ESPN Eagles reporter, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Tim, let me pivot for one second. Considering you know, how depleted – the wide receiver category is for the Cowboys for the time being. You know, the Commanders are a team that are there. I've seen Daniel Jones, you know, in a couple of practices. I'm not sure how that's going to look for the Giants. Is there starting to be some pressure on this Eagles team to win the division? You're hearing Key even talking about them as, like, underrated, a team that could win the Super Bowl. Are you starting to sense that around the organization? Well, they see opportunity. Uh, I don't know that that pressure is quite the the right word yet. But then again, we're not in September. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Philly is a pressure cooker come September. It just it just is, no matter what the circumstances are. And now, yeah, the expectations have ratcheted up. And and you look at the skill position players that Jalen Hurts is working with this year. You know, he's got his best friend in AJ Brown, and those two have just it's been pitch and catch all summer long. Like he's been targeting. A.J. Brown way heavier than any other receiver slash tight end during training camp, part of that because Devontae Smith is dealing with the groin injury. But you just look across this roster, you got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard as your, as your passing options. 
Uh, Miles Sanders in the contract year behind him, along with Kenny Gainwell. You got one of the best offensive lines in football and, uh, and, a, and a defense that, you know, is, seems like it's pretty stacked up. Um, yeah, so, so it's all right there. Uh, and that, you know, whether you, we're talking about the quarterback specifically or we're talking about the general manager, like everybody is going to feel it. But, yes, they, they also see some opportunity. You know, Dallas, I think, uh, on paper, maybe took a step back uh, this, this season, uh, this offseason. And so it's, it seems like it's right there for them to take it. It, it is right there for him. You mentioned everything, right? You mentioned the, the offensive line. You mentioned the defense, the skill position players, everything. But you get to mention Nick Sirianni. What is, the, what, what is it like for him in year two? What's the heat going to be like? Because if this team is essentially favored to possibly take over the Dallas Cowboys and do some wonderful, magical things, how much of it will be if they don't because of him? I think it's a it's a great point. Uh, he didn't get off to the greatest start here in Philly. Kind of stumbled out of the gate with his opening press conference. Team goes out two and five. Uh, you know the world is collapsing on him, and then they and then they rally and get into the postseason, kind of on the back of a, a soft schedule down the stretch. And and all of a sudden, you know the seat cooled, and people are starting to like Nick Sirianni around town. It seems like he's got his footing more. He's more comfortable, and now um, the offense you know, is implemented and guys can, with that knowledge, sort of go ahead and attack. And, and I think that applies to Jalen Hurts, who uh, is working in the same offense for the second consecutive season for the first time since his dad was his coach in high school. So I think that's going to wow. be really big for Jalen Hurts as well. Uh, but, yeah, to your point, you know, if things do go sideways, um, you know, people are going to turn up the, the heat on Sirianni. And, and certainly, you know, the, the everybody's going to be looking at this coaching staff to see whether they're getting the most out of their players. And so when you get past the stage of rebuilding or transitioning, I think as the Eagles would, would prefer to have said it over the last like year or two, then you get back in the spot of, all right, well, big things are expected of you. Uh, can you produce? And, and of course, all eyes go to the, the head coach and the quarterback in those circumstances. He always does a great job as an ESPN Eagles reporter. Hit him on Twitter, Tim underscore McManus. He is Tim McManus. And, boy, the back and forth that the Eagles fans are having about their team getting ready, he's going to be all over this season. He joined us in Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Always appreciate you, Tim. Take care and enjoy the rest of the summer, too. Uh, good talking with you guys. All Thank right. you. All yeah. right, and he, although Keyshawn is still hot on people, not giving Jalen Hurts any kind of love. It's ridiculous, any though. any kind of credit. It's ridiculous, though. I don't. I just. It's ridiculous, man. We could. We could discuss it, but it's ridiculous yeah. what they see. Like, what the hell are y'all looking at? Not only from a media standpoint, but from a front office and coaching standpoint. Like, what are y'all watching that I don't see that y'all know more than me? Because I don't think you do. I'm sorry. Well, Jalen has Jalen has a chance to make you either look like a prophet or the other way. Either way, that pressure can be ratcheted up, and many people believe this team can win the NFC East. Always appreciate you joining us here. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up anytime you want to. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let us know who is the biggest Super Bowl sleeper right now. Is it the Eagles? Is it somebody else? 888-729-3776. Let us know who is the biggest Super Bowl sleeper right now. And could the Green Bay Packers be better without Devontae Adams? That's next on ESPN Radio. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We are three weeks and six days away from the beginning of the NFL season. The Los Angeles Rams, the Super Bowl champions from last year, taking on the Buffalo Bills, who many people believe could be the Super Bowl champions of this year to kick off NFL 2022 with Keyshawn Johnson and Freddie Coleman and Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80 and tune in. Let's bring in the always talented Peter King from Football Morning in America and NBC Sports. Hit him on Twitter at Peter underscore King. Peter, you wrote a great article when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and what another championship would do for his legacy, what could be the likelihood that even without Devontae Adams, that the Green Bay Packers might be better this year, Peter? Well, I mean, I just have this pet theory that Rodgers always figures it out, and he does always figure it out. Um, Obviously, they aren't going to be as good opening day without Devontae Adams, but they've got this young kid, fourth-round pick from Nevada, a uh, kid named Romeo Dubs, who was has been the star of training camp so far. And if they can get him up to speed, Rodgers has loved him so far. My whole theory is that they're going to be significantly better on the special teams uh, because of Rich Bisaccia coming over from the Raiders. And uh, he's made a big difference so far. And so I think they'll be better there. And they won't have the huge gaps they've had the last few years on special teams. So I don't know. I think Rodgers will figure it out. And I still think they're going to win that division and have a real good chance to be top seed in the NFC again. Yeah, I kind of agree with Peter on this one in terms of them winning the division. Rich Versace going over there and, and upgrading the special teams and getting them to do the things that they want to do. And sometimes I know a lot of people assume because Devontae Adams had a great working relationship and an all-pro relationship with Aaron Rodgers that the Green Bay Packers in the passing game is going to suffer because he's out. I don't think that that's the case. I've seen many times where top receivers have left and the offense continues to keep moving because it's a system, it's things in place that they already want to do. And you're not relying on just 
one guy. He's not locking in on Devontae Adams in certain situations. It now makes Aaron Rodgers become a better quarterback because he's got to utilize his brain, his tool set to get around the multiple receivers in certain situations. So I agree with you 100%. Peter King, Football Morning in America, NBC Sports, joining us this morning on Keyshawn J. Will in Max. Peter, what do you make of Kareem Hunt making a decision in the month of August that he wants to be moved on from the Cleveland Browns rather than try and get this thing done in the offseason, so to speak? Well, I mean, the power is not in the hands of running backs anymore. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, especially in a year when there's an awful lot of teams very snug right up against the salary cap, I don't know that a lot of teams are going to want to spend. I'm not saying there's no teams, but I don't know there's a lot of teams that are going to want to spend money, uh, you know, significant cap money on a running back. It's just life has changed in the last five to eight years for running backs. There's not going to be a running back pick number two in the draft anymore, the way Saquon Barkley was. I don't even know that running back is going to get picked eighth like Christian McCaffrey was. You see the danger of injury at that position, which is high. Uh, I just I don't think that Kareem Hunt is going to be happy. Uh, I think he's going to have to just deal with the fact he's not going to get paid what he wants to pay. And I, I'm not saying that he won't be traded. I'd be surprised if he was traded because I think the Browns want to be uh, want to try to have a an excellent deep running game this year because they know they're going to have to play a lot this year without uh, you know without Deshaun Watson. Speaking mm. of Deshaun Watson because Jimmy Garoppolo is still out there although he's under contract with the San Francisco 49ers Peter what is the likelihood that if Deshaun Watson is suspended let's say 10 to 12 games that the Browns could be in the market for Jimmy Garoppolo? I think they'd certainly have to investigate him there's no question about it. Uh, I think you're reaching about the line of demarcation, Freddie, when you talk about 10 to 12 games, because I think the Browns think they have a win-now defense, and they've got a good enough offense to unseat the Bengals in that division if they get good quarterback play. So I think you're right. I think they've got to think about it. I think it would be very hard, though, uh, financially, contractually, without the 49ers paying some of the freight on him because, first of all, they don't have a lot of cap room, and second of all, uh, it's a one-year fix. So that is what they definitely would have to try to figure out a way to, to squeeze him in while also not screwing up their cap for the future. See, uh, Peter, I don't think he's a better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is never really. That's an excellent point. It's an excellent point. You, you know, I Jacoby Brissett is a good NFL backup quarterback, and he might be as good or better than Garoppolo. So, uh, Keyshawn, I think I think you're thinking probably what a few people, or maybe many people in the Browns organization, are thinking. Well, you go back and you just look at it, Peter, and you know you follow. You've been around this thing for a hundred years. Is that? Jacoby Brissett hasn't did not have the team that he is with right now in right. Indianapolis. Yeah. Like you mentioned the defense. 
a Super Bowl winning defense. He didn't have that in Indianapolis, nor did he have the skill position players that he has in Cleveland. He didn't have those guys in Indianapolis. So it's a totally different situation than he's ever been with in his entire NFL career. And I'm not ready to just say punt away and go get Jimmy Garoppolo because he's available. Speaking of going to get somebody, the Carolina Panthers went out and got Baker Mayfield. Who you think is going to wind up being the starter week one between Baker and Sam Darnold? I mean, when Matt Rule says, you know, we're still going to give it plenty of time, uh, they're probably not going to pick their starting quarterback till the end of the month, and that to me is a sign that they'd like to give Baker Mayfield every opportunity to show he knows the offense. Uh, I think, I think deep down, they'd love Baker Mayfield to play opening day against his old team. Uh, they think he obviously he'd be supremely motivated to uh, to play against them. And I just think they believe healthy and with enough knowledge of the game plan and of their playbook, uh, they think that Baker Mayfield's a better player than Sam Darrell. Always a pleasure, Peter. Keep it the great work, my friend. Enjoy the rest of the summer as we get closer and closer to the NFL season. You take care. All the best, guys. Thank you. Uh-huh. Always fantastic. Peter King from Morning Football Morning in America and NBC Sports. Hit him on Twitter at Peter underscore King. Joining us here, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. And why has the running back position continued to be devalued? Someone who played that position will join us after we have this from Omega. Is your small and medium-sized business still recovering from the pandemic? Omega Accounting Solutions can help. I want to shout Omega can get you $26,000 cash back for each employee you kept working during the pandemic with the employee retention credit. This is money you already paid to the government. Call Omega at 800-704-2000. That's 800-704-2000 to get started. Or visit OmegaTaxCredits.com and fill out the form for a free consultation. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You guys, who's the most prolific college football player you've ever seen? Okay. Well, who's yours, Jay? Well, I'll go with Cam Newton. You go with Cam Newton? Keith, who's yours? Other than Keyshawn you. Johnson. It's Keith. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, that I've ever seen? Yeah, with ever your own seen. eyes. Yes. God, I've seen Close a lot of eyes. great ones. I would probably have to say Reggie Bush. Ooh. Reggie Bush. That's a good one. Ooh. Yeah, Reggie Bush. Yeah. They couldn't mess with him, Jay. Yeah. It was about a two-year period in college. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't even. It yeah. wasn't fair. Yeah, I'll give you two. Um, Tim Tebow, because Tim Tebow was a dominant player. I know he didn't win championship after championship, but in terms of what he did, but I'll give you another one. Rocket Ismail, Notre Dame. Mm. When he had the ball in his hands, when people kicked the ball to him, I'll never get watching Notre Dame versus Michigan. And both Schimbeckler said, I'm, we're going to kick the ball to Rocket Ismail. He's not going to return another kickoff for a touchdown. He ran two back on their field for a touchdown. Yeah, and that I wasn't said, how, the one, though. That wasn't the game. The game was the Colorado game. Oh, yeah. Orange Bowl. Yeah. Well, you, you mean the one where they took the touchdown away from the punt return? Yeah, when they touchdown? kicked it to him and they didn't want to kick it to him. Uh-huh. They kicked it to him again. <laughs> yeah, and did it but again. No, Reggie, but Reggie Bush, for sure. I mean, I've seen – I go all the way back to Marcus Allen, Charles White. Mm. I mean, I've gotten some – you know, here's one for you. Hartley Dykes Hartley Dykes, crazy. Oklahoma Dykes, yeah. State. Wait, can you, yeah. are, you sure, are you sure Cam isn't yeah. up there? I mean, even at, at that at Iron Bowl, that 24 nothing deficit he erased single-handedly, man, was just stupid. Yeah, but the problem with Cam is it was only one year. It was a great it, year, but it was one year. It was year. a great year. It was one year. You, I got a chance to see these other dudes year in and year out for mm-hmm. two, three years just slice up college football to a whole nother level. And then that Keyshawn Johnson guy out of USC was ridiculous. And, 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 and you know, he was ridiculous. He was pretty good. Pretty good, I must say. Not bad, not bad. Not, not, not bad no, no, at no. all. I'll give you another one. And he's the greatest college football player I've seen with my own two eyes in person. Deion Sanders when he's at Florida State. Because prime? Uh, the prime I mean, he against Clemson one day, Key and Jay Will, I went to see the game down at Clemson when they had the all orange and Florida State broke out the all white uniforms. And Dion's back by the return of punt. He said, don't kick it to me. This blank is going back. They kicked it to him, and he went past me in the sidelines. Woof. He gets the end zone. I told you blankety blanks. This blank was going back. They never kicked the ball to him the rest of the season after that game. Or, or here's one that you may remember. I don't know if Jay, Jay might remember. He was so young. Okay. The late Lawrence Phillips. Mm. Oh, Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. But the, Lawrence Phillips didn't even make no sense, man. Yeah. That, that was – With Scott Frost and Tommy Frazier and oh. those dudes. Yeah. He was crazy with it. He, he's a guy that's the future unlived. That if he could – God rest his soul. If he could have kept it together in his head, Jay will uh, that guy in the NFL would have been sensational. Crazy it, how many athletes we know in all sports that you wonder what could be. You know? Yeah, yeah. future unlived. A lot yeah, of lives. You know, you guys got to see him. Oh, boy. He's Keyshawn Johnson. He's Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. Infinite Max Kellerman on Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and tune in. Always great to talk NFL running backs with a guy that made the Pro Bowl three times, one of eight players in the history of the league 
to have 2,000 rushing yards in the season. He was the 2009 NFL Offensive Player of the Year, and now he's the co-host of a new podcast called Smash and Dash with Lindale White. It's mm. a pleasure to bring in Chris Johnson to us here on Keyshawn, Jalen, Max, and Chris. You know what you did when you were a bad boy in the National Football League playing at running back. What is it like seeing your position devalued that way, especially the way that you and other guys played it in the past in the NFL? Man, it's crazy, man, to see it devalued like that because, man, everybody know um, when you get in the playoffs and you get in the Super Bowl, stuff like that, you got to have a running game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to have a running game. You got to wear down that defense or whatever like that. And nine times out of ten, if you don't have a running game, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard to, to win in the playoffs or win in the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't care about all that, to be honest with you, CJ. Uh, that's cool. All I care about is I really want to know, how fast are you right now? Right now? Yeah, what can you run right now? Man, it's only 40 yards, man. If I'm running a 40, it depends my distance. If I'm only running a 40, I'm going to still get out there and give you at least a 4-3-5. Woo! Man, man that don't man. even sound real, but I know it's true. Yeah, yeah. you know that. I mean, I know it's true, but it just doesn't sound real. Dude go from 4-2-2 or whatever it was to yeah. – yeah, to know, a four three. I don't know if he can get a four three five if you see what's around my man's neck right now because it, is, <laughs> it, it might weigh him down. That thing is a mean as hell. I'll no, it won't. That. It won't weigh him down. No, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But if I train for it, you know what I'm saying? Give me a little time. If I train for it, I still believe I can. I can give you a a, a four two nine four three zero. What do you mean train Ooh. for it? You look like you're in shape now. What are you talking about? Train for it? Yeah, I'm in shape, but I don't. I don't sprint. Like, I go out there and jog, get me some cardio in, but, like, I don't do all that extra yeah, stuff that I did, like, when I was playing football, man. I'm, yeah. I'm retired. I'm going but on five no years. you no power cleans going on. Huh? Yeah, no, I ain't doing none of that. Like, I've I been retired for five years in my first year of eligibility for Hall of Fame, so, like, I ain't did none of that type of training <laughs> in five years. Like, I lift and do cardio and stuff like that. See, I was going to ask you for training. When you think about Derrick Henry coming back off that foot injury, do you think he'll get back to the same kind of elite level that we've known him to be? Yeah, I think he will. Just seeing his his workout Mm -hmm. regimen and seeing what he's doing, like that's one thing that I always said. Only thing that I regret about my career is like I didn't – I never had like a one-on-one personal trainer – like, I always train, like, in a group or, like, you know, at a facility or something like that. And I see that's something that he got going on. Like, he got a one-on-one personal trainer that just, like, getting back old-fashioned, getting it from the mud, you know what I'm saying? And just the type of things that I see he's doing, like, I think he can get back to that. Like, even if you look at, like, last year, like, after he came off the 2,000-yard season, like, he was like, – I think he – even though he got hurt and missed, like – what it was like seven, eight games. Mm-hmm. He still almost had a thousand yards. Like it's crazy. You, Chris, when you look at Saquon Barkley, who had a great start to his career, first year and a half, really took the NFL by storm, both in the run game, passing game, blitz pickup, you name it. But been hurt recently here in the last couple of years, and some people questioning whether or not he'll ever get back to the first two years in his NFL career. Health is part of it. Do you think, having been a running back in this league and had some injuries, that he can get back to the Saquon Barkley who came out of Penn State who took the NFL by storm? Man, I don't know. It's hard. 
it's hard and it's a crazy thing. Like I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of him as well, especially when he was coming out. Like he's a beast. You know what I'm saying? But recently in my podcast, like I did a um a fantasy football segment and I can't even lie. He is one of the guys that I said you got to stay far away from. Oh. <laughs> him and, oh. him and Kristen McCaffrey. CMC. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah, because they can't, like, at the end of the day, it's not, like, saying anything about their talent or the, the type of player they can be. But, like, if a player haven't been healthy in two years, like, it, like what you want, like, what you want me to do, like. It is what it is. You yeah, know right. what I'm saying? Until so they can prove that they can stay healthy. You know what I'm saying? Can I ask you a question? Like, how do, you, how do running backs prove that they can stay healthy when, it's, when you guys are always in harm's way? Good yeah. question. You know, like, the only way you can prove it is stay healthy. That's it. Like, that's the only way. Like, but it's a different thing. Like, like, okay, when you talk about Derrick Henry, throughout his career he got hurt last year, right? And that was just last year. Know what I'm saying? So now if he come back this year and be hurt again, now you can see, like, okay, the workload that y'all are putting on these guys, they can't handle it. Like, when I was playing, like, okay, even though I had the workload, like, my first time missing, like, multiple, multiple games was probably, like, year eight, year seven or year eight. Know what I'm saying? Like, up until then, like, my first – Six, seven years in the league, I didn't miss a game. Not due to injury. Like, I didn't miss a game. So, it's like you have to prove, especially at that position, you you got to um, stay healthy. But that comes back to the first question you asked. Like, you say, like, we always in harm's way. So, why are we not one of the highest paid positions Especially on the when team? the workload is expected to be like that. Like that, especially when, like, okay – we got to run the ball, we got to catch the ball, and we got to block. So that means we got to do what the receivers do. Hey, we got to hey, do hey, what the, hey. we got to do what the offensive <laughs> line do. Know what I'm saying? We got to do three aspects of the game on offense. So why are you going to sit here and tell me like we probably one of the lowest paid positions on the offense, and we got to do what everybody do? That don't make sense. Chris Johnson, three-time Pro Bowler, one of only eight people to rush for 2,000 yards in NFL season, now co-host of the new podcast, Smash and Dash, with Lindell White here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. I'm going to keep it right there in terms of when you talk about watching the game and covering the game now from the podcast standpoint. How do you watch the game differently and commentate on it, have a chance to comment on it, as opposed to watching it and film study and getting ready for an opponent, Chris? Man, this is just different. Like, when you're in the game, you can only really focus on one team, one um, defense, like, so you watching film on who you got the next Sunday. Like, you don't have time to, like, just pay attention to everybody around the whole league and stuff like that because you really focus on what you got to handle. So now it's different for me because, like, I'm real, real heavy into fantasy football. So, mm-hmm. like, I have to pay attention to what's going on around the whole league. And then, like, I'm retired, so I ain't got nothing but time. So, like, (laughs) I watch what's going on, like, all around. So it's just different on that aspect. What's the one thing that you miss? You mentioned retirement. What's the one thing that you miss about being an active player in the NFL? Um, Well, it's, it's two things. 
the first thing is um, going out there playing the game on Sundays. I miss that a whole lot because that's just like, you know, from training camp and practice all week, like people feel like um, like they like, oh, you play um, this game that you love and this and that. So, like, playing the game, that's the easy part on Sunday. Like, that's the easy part. What's the hard part is us going to – practice all week going through training camp and stuff like that so I feel like that's what we get paid for practice during the weeks and training camp the meetings all that stuff that's what we pretty much get paid for um I miss that and then also I miss like you know just the locker room like being there to go in the locker room the guys that you've been working all all year with just hanging sitting around talking and that stuff like that brother that brotherhood and all that type of stuff I miss that the most I think that's probably the most difficult part right that's what we have here with this show every single day is like that kind of camaraderie where you can bust each other's chops have fun play practical jokes at the end of the day that's what sports is all about no doubt exactly it definitely is it definitely is by the way check out the podcast there's a great new podcast Smash and Dash with Lindell White here's Chris Johnson joining us here on Keyshawn J. and Max Chris thanks so much my friend we'll talk to you soon thanks for having me appreciate you biggest sleeper teams to make the Super Bowl let us know at 888-729-377 Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.